Hello and welcome. Thanks for stopping by and watching this video. This is my first video on my new journeys regarding personal development and risk management. And in this first one, I've called it my fear of obsolescence. So let me explain a little bit more about what I mean by that and also some of the fears that I've got. When I first started this uh, sort of theme of obsolescence, I initially titled it as the fear of obsolescence. But then I thought, well, that's not really right. It's more about my fear of obsolescence. And um, what exactly does it mean? By the way, if you're watching this in podcast land, I'm really sorry that maybe some of the narration may not be that great, but please do check out the video on the YouTube channel. So obsolescence. Obsolescence is really the I guess the fear of no longer being used or not being useful from a humanistic perspective or being outdated. As we age, as we get older, we always feel there's some things that we can't do and maybe that pile of not being able to do things, things get bigger and bigger. So the danger is obviously of feeling, uh, feeling fear of becoming obsolete or so obsolescence. When you go onto Google and you actually look at the word of uh, the sort of types of obsolescence, Google, as it does, throws out an enormous amount of googledy-goop. And uh, the types of obsolescence they talk about and the various folks are technological obsolescence, functional, legal, style, aesthetic and economic. Now, I am not going to bore you to tears because I've limited myself to 10 minutes on these videos in terms of explaining or giving you details and all of those. If you are interested, there's plenty of uh, sort of uh, websites and links that will offer details on that obsolescence. In fact, I'll put a link in the show notes below to something that I found very useful in terms of describing those. But my view about fear of obsolescence really comes about with the two or three years that I've been doing live events. And over those three years, I've often felt, well, Am I doing it right? Should I be doing it? What are other people doing? You know that thing about FOMO, fear of missing out, and it's always a fear of becoming a little bit outdated, a little bit obsolete. So we need to look at what are the drivers that creates obsolescence. And when again I explored this, some of the drivers that came about are really circumstantial, and it could be environmental, it could be individual factors, the type or nature of work and the organizational climate. Wow, maybe you're thinking that really doesn't help me, Sonny, it didn't enlighten me anymore. Can you explain? Okay, let's turn it inwardly into my fear of obsolescence. For me, it was individual factors. As we age, as we get older, we start to really start to lose some of the cognitive capabilities we may have had in our younger days. But that's not really just age specific. It could be also related to many other circumstances. Environmental, it could be your circumstances financially, it could be various other reasons. But the type of nature of work is also quite important. If you're doing a sort of a work where you are not challenged from a cerebral uh, capacity, then there is a danger that some of the neuro-linguistic or neuro-functions of the brain could also be slowed down. For me, it was really all about, am I losing it? Am I losing the plot? What am I doing? Do I know how to do that anymore? And sometimes the brain also plays tricks. You know, you can't remember things that you were able to remember very quickly. So what do, what do, what do I do in terms of, well, 
keeping the fear monster at bay when it comes to uh, obsolescence. And I'm just going to move my book up a little bit here to give you some things that I've captured in terms of where my sort of key concerns are about obsolescence. And it's all about knowledge and skills. As a risk management practitioner uh, or a, you know, a safety practitioner, it's important for me to stay on top of a lot of the technology out there, the uh, communications out there as well, especially legal aspects. So it's very much personal and work-related aspects. Personal in the sense that I do want to be able to still function in, in terms of sporting capabilities, being able to maintain a certain level of fitness, being able to travel and so on. Uh, very difficult nowadays with the COVID uh, sort of pandemic to, uh, into consideration. So the one thing I say about my approach is that I need to know myself, you know, what are my strengths and limitations in terms of what I'm capable of doing. And then I need to keep learning because skills are really important and expanding those skill sets are very, very important. That expansion of skill sets and create, creation of doing things makes creativity really sparkle in me. Um, I need to be also very actively networking. My wife often says I'm a social, socially interactive person. And I do find that living in a vacuum and not being able to network, especially during the lockdown phase, was a real challenge. Uh, hence the prolific uh, shares uh, rise in Zoom and various other platforms. Networking is a key part for me in terms of keeping my obsolescence fear monster at bay. Also, there is always a danger of embracing change. Um, I've always said, and especially to my kids as well, don't be afraid to embrace change. Uh, don't, be, don't be fearful of those things. You can only but try, but don't beat yourself afterwards just because you, know, you didn't win a first class prize in it or you didn't get the personal best time or any of those things. Just don't beat yourself up. Uh, just keep going back to it and try again. The more you try, hopefully the better you'll get at that. So don't let fear be uh, one of the gremlins in there. Stay curious. Remaining curious and ex exploring avenues of what you could do in terms of expanding your capabilities is really important. And that again adds to the fact that it, it really um, it allows you to be more creative, allows you to expand your capabilities and also make the brain zap in certain areas, especially the creativity part. And not to forget, stay focused. When you start to do all of these explorations and start to look at new things, the danger is of uh, over dilution or being uh, thinly spread. Don't fall into that. Do stay focused. Make sure that you're very uh, in, in the moment as to what you want to do. If you have a fear of obsolescence and you're afraid of certain things, whether it be technological or fine, you know, anything legal or uh, you know, the capabilities, it's time to sit down and just take a sort of a bit of a sense check and say, mm, what do I need to do? How can I improve those areas? Maybe it's networking, maybe it's uh, something to do with learning new uh, skills. But if my lessons are anything to go by, I'm hopefully keeping my fear of obsolescence at bay at the moment, but that doesn't mean to say it'll stay like that forever. It's an evergreen process. And every now and then I do take a bit of a sense check. Doing videos like this, of course, help me also uh, focus uh, my mind and make sure that I'm on the right track. 
I'd love to hear your thoughts and views on what your fears of obsolescence are. And if you want to drop any, any comments in the uh, sections below on the YouTube channel, or even drop me an email or contact me through LinkedIn, I would, I would certainly love to uh, connect, share and learn with you uh, along the way. Uh, but thank you for stopping by and watching the short video on my fear of obsolescence. And I'm looking forward to the next one with you where I'm going to talk to you about needs and desires. That'll be my second video in this series. Thanks a lot. Catch you next time. Thank you.